This is the business of sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Who wants to be the sacrificial lambs that shows up at the first big major sporting event? We're part of something much bigger than sport right now, and the health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Michael Barr, and you're listening to The Business of Sports. We're here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays to explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. Today, we look ahead to Week 14, only one month left in the NFL season, and I'm joined by Bloomberg Radio producer Rich Truman. Do not forget to catch his weekly fantasy football column that comes out every Thursday this season on the Terminal. We're missing our dear friend, Bloomberg Intelligence's Damian Sassauer, which is too bad because uh, now all teams or a lot of leagues are now in the playoffs because you play probably until week 13. And now you get to 14, 15, and 16. So teams are on the bye. But teams like me, I have to scrap. So I'm scrapping with Damian. Uh, and you're you're on the bye. This is a great time of year. You know why? Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Do you remember that? That was Jim Moore yes. back in 2001. He wasn't the coach of the Saints. He was the coach of the Colts. That's right. And that's when a reporter asked him if they were going to make the playoffs. I think they were 4-6 <laughs> and six at the time. And they ended up not making the playoffs. So, Michael Boy, you're right. It is playoff time. Charlie Vollmer, by far in a league, has the bye. I am lucky enough to have a bye also. And you are playing Damian. But this brings me to a different point. Uh, I drove my daughter home for the Thanksgiving holiday, mm. and I made her as punishment listen to our podcast. <laughs> and she goes, can I ask you a question? Why are you guys talking about your league when nobody really cares about your league because they're not in your league? So maybe we shouldn't spend so much time talking about our league. The, now, the, and, and I, I was thinking about that because you brought that up, I think, but last week. And, and I was thinking about that, and, and I have an answer. And, and it's only because... A lot of other fantasy football players are in similar boats that we are. Right. And maybe we can give some advice to them listening. So, plus, yeah. if you're out of the playoffs, and uh, then you're down. And- right. You know, I, I read a lot of uh, things on social media this morning. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had three chances at the one-yard line against Baltimore last night to yep. punch it in. And that cost a lot of teams a chance to make the playoffs because he got stopped. And then um, they end up throwing a touchdown pass to Amari Cooper instead. So it is a, a matter of inches or points in some instances whether you make the playoffs or not. Well, you brought this up several weeks ago, and that is they're putting Zeke, the defense, in the box. And and he's not – those fantastic numbers that you got from Zeke – Maybe last year or year before that, you're not getting him this year because uh, there's been a, uh, a downslope with the passing game for Dallas, right. and now everybody's focused on Zeke. Well, you know, I did write an article about four or five weeks ago, now's the time to bench Zeke Elliott. He really has only been a like running back two type of player for the last five or six weeks. With Prescott out, that mm-hmm. offense really has fallen apart. Right. 
And and it's it's too bad because now this week coming up. Uh, by the way, I want to add all just like they used to say in the match game in round one. Everybody plays. <laughs> all sixteen teams, uh, sixteen games are going to be going uh, this week. Uh, Dallas, uh, believe it or not, they're playing Cincinnati. They are the favorite, three and a half. Can they pull it off? I was looking at some statistics about the Cowboys. Um, they are giving up. I believe the most uh, in the top three rushing yards per per game, they're giving up over 30 points per game. And they have three wins this season. They realistically should have lost that Falcons game with that onside kick. And the Giants had them also uh, in, the, in the grasp of defeat, and the Giants let that go. They easily could have one win this year, and yeah. they could be in the race for the quarterback out of Clemson. Speaking of quarterbacks... Uh, quarterbacks this week, uh, which I guess the big question in Philadelphia, if Carson Wentz is done for the season, I'm saying not done as in an injury. I'm saying done that he might be on the bench. Do you get Jalen Hurts? You have to get Jalen Hurts because he has that run running ability. And and in so many cases, like a Kyler Murray, you run for 60 yards. That's that's the equivalent of a touchdown. So he came in. He looked good. He completed a long touchdown pass. The team needs a spark. Uh, their offensive line is very weak. Yeah. Uh, not that Carson Wentz is slow, but maybe he could escape the rush a little better than Wentz. So I, I think he's definitely a valuable player if you uh, if you need a quarterback. Yeah, and and the Wentz that I see now uh, is not the same Wentz that I had seen two years ago. Yeah, but you know I think overall the team is a lot weaker than two years ago. Their offensive line, he gets pressured almost every time he drops back. So the interesting would be what happens to the, like, Dallas Goddard, who I have in my other league, has been very, very good. Is his value going to go down now with Wentz out? Because Wentz always looks to the tight ends. Ertz is back, but Goddard's been getting a lot of targets. Curious to see how that affects his fantasy value for the rest of the year. In your fantastic article, uh, the value picks. I've been following him, man. That's why I'm in the playoffs. Playoffs? (laughs) Playoffs? <laughs> Who are you recommending? You know, I'm looking to the Chargers-Falcons game. I'm surprised that the over-under in that game is 49-and-a-half mm. because I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, the Chargers, I, there's no way I see them having another goose egg. Last week they got shut out by the Patriots. But they're playing the Falcons, who are a lot weaker on the road than they are at home. Uh, the Falcons, I believe, give up the third most passing yards yeah. per game in the league. And I really could see that a high-scoring game. So I, I like Justin Herbert in that game. I like Matt Ryan in that game if you're looking for value players or or the Daily Fantasy Leagues. Obviously, Keenan Allen and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are always must-starts. Uh, I like Hunter Henry in that game. I think you could get a lot of value in that game. So. My article this week, I, I pointed to that game for a lot of value if you're looking for it. Yeah, and and it, Atlanta is only favored by two and a half at this point. And I, I'm with you. I can see that going sky high. So, in fact, I might want to get my bet in now <laughs> for the over coming in. Uh, running backs. Uh, here's a guy. Uh, yes, and I do have him on my team. I benched him, and I shouldn't have benched him last week. Cam Akers. I like him as a running back, and his – Barring that uh, he's going to play this this weekend, he looks like he's going to be now the number one running back for the Rams. 
He did get banged up at the end of the game, I believe. I have him in my other league. I held on to him like you did. Every I'd never dropped him. I, you know, he started the first game and then got injured. And I've been holding on to him, just waiting for him like you, like you, for the comeback. And he does look like he could emerge for the last month of the season as their top running back. So uh, I'm hoping you're right because I have him in my other league. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the New York Jets. Uh, Frank Gore, uh, he's in uh, concussion protocol, which brings two running backs on the team maybe in play, and that could be uh, Josh Adams and uh, Ty Johnson. Is this the same Ty Johnson that was on your Detroit Lions last year? I believe so, yes. Because I remember (laughs) I picked him up in our league last year and it did nothing. Hey, listen, uh, the Jets running game actually looked good, but they did play the Raiders. Uh, They have the Seattle matchup this weekend. Seattle is going to be looking out for revenge after losing to the Giants. I, you know, that Jet game, even though they fired the defensive coordinator, I mean, not that they needed any incentive to uh, – I, you know, I just don't see how a team comes back from that. So I, I see Seattle big over the Jets in that game. Greg Williams got fired for that. And uh, listen, I never – Rex Ryan called it the worst yes. coaching decision he's ever seen. I, the, the, here's the problem with all of that. The play before the Hail Mary, they ran another man-to-man blitz. And the only reason why they got away with it is because Derek Carr overthrew the receiver. So you would think in your mind, hey, okay, we, we had our moment. Let's go to prevent now. But no, we it was another man-to-man blitz. And, and, and I felt so sorry for the players because it's yep. like, hey, you, why would you put us in this position? They deserve to win it. I, and I believe if you look at the tape also, he had a spy on the quarterback. Yeah. And the quarterback is not running in that situation. Yeah, it's one of those situations you put everybody back, and if a miracle play beats you, a miracle play beats you. But you don't put an undrafted quarterback on a number one draft choice who runs a 4-240 for the la- in the last play of the game. It's ridiculous. Any wideouts you like? Um, these are stretches. And again, my article is value plays. I'll give you two. Danny Amendola of your Detroit Lions. Uh, Now, this is going on the premise of two things. I'm assuming it's going to be a high-scoring game against the Packers, and right now I think the over-under is 55. I'm assuming the Packers are going to be up and Detroit's going to have to play catch-up. And if Kenny Galladay is out and he hasn't played in like six weeks, I can see um, Stafford dumping the ball to Danny Amendola a lot, trying to play catch-up. So I like him if you're in a PPR league. Also, the Cowboys are very bad against the run, but like I said, they're giving up 32 points a game. They're playing the Bengals, who really struggled without Joe Burrow, but if you're looking for a possibly value pick, uh, maybe Tyler Boyd getting some targets in the slot, possibly going for a touchdown because the Cowboys' defense very weak. That Green Bay-Detroit game. Now, Green Bay is up 7.5, giving up 7.5 points, but they're playing in Detroit. Thank God, because every time we go to Lambeau, we, a cold wind blows and then and it's all over. But they're playing in Detroit. Green Bay is nine and three. Detroit is five and seven. And this, I hate to use that cliche. It's a must-win for Detroit because if they want to have any hopes of getting in the playoffs, they have to win this game. That could be another high-scoring game. Yeah, right now I think it's projected to be the highest-scoring game according to Vegas. Um, well, it's also interesting, uh, going back to running backs, uh, Miles Gaskin came back last week. 
He looked pretty good. I think he had like 90 yards rushing. They're playing the Chiefs. You got to keep Pat Mahomes off the field. I expect the Dolphins to ground and pound, so he could be another value pick in my opinion. This brings us now to the survivor pool, and I'm still in. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> tell, tell everybody how you actually got screwed, even though yes. you won. You won, but you lost. I won, but I lost. And and I had, uh, I believe I had Miami. And 21 other people either had Minnesota or they had the Raiders. The Raiders. And, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're both losing. This is great. Here we go. And as I say that, in the corner of my eye, I see the Jets game and the Hail Mary. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And then in the other game, Minnesota pulls it off in overtime against Jacksonville. And I'm like, it, 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 that could have narrowed the field down to four because now in a lot of leagues like this, you have to pick two teams now right. on four. Well, your strategy was good. And Jacksonville had a chance to win the game, and they missed a field goal at the end yeah. of regulation also. Right. Oh, man. So I my two teams that I like now, because I have the option and I haven't burned them yet, Seattle and Tennessee. Well, Seattle's a no-brainer to me. Right. So I, I would go with Seattle. And Tennessee, I, I, I well, <laughs> let's hope that they, they don't have a meltdown. Sometimes uh, you don't know what Tennessee team you're going to get, but they're playing Jacksonville. So let's see what happens. So now we're at playoff time, Michael. What did, so you've been playing fantasy for a long time. What advice do you give the fantasy players out there during playoff time? Don't try to outthink it. Don't don't trick yourself out of the place. I've seen that happen too many times, and somebody tries to get cute. Well, if I do this and and see that and and something else too, pay attention to your lineup because one guy got knocked out of the survivor pool. Because he didn't put in a pick. I actually saw that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is, we're getting down to the money now. This is, you know, that, that'd be the first thing I'm, I'm putting in. So I'm, I'm hoping everything is okay. But don't try to outthink it because I've, I've done that too many times and tricked myself out of the place. And somebody on the bench, which I should have put in, is going to be there. Now I'm going through that now with Cam Akers. Do I put in Cam Akers playing against Damian? Or do I leave it as what I've got? So what do you, you have? Chubb and who else do you have? I got Chubb and uh, Taylor is my running back. Right. So for Indy, so I, I I might just leave it at that and let's see what happens. But anyway, as usual, Rich Truman always has great advice. Do not forget to catch his weekly fantasy football column. It comes out every Thursday this season on the terminal. Damian Sassauer, Bloomberg Intelligences. We miss you, man. You can catch our podcast right here every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. You are listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports and Bloomberg Radio around the world.